Angela, I want to start by uh, reading you a note of appreciation that I wrote for you. Oh. Dear Angela, I just wanted to take a moment to express my deep appreciation for you and all that you bring to our podcast. Your intelligence, insight, intuition, and generosity are truly unparalleled, and I am so grateful to have you as my partner. Your ability to bring such depth and thoughtfulness to our conversation is truly impressive, and I have learned so much from you. Thank you for being such a wonderful partner and for bringing so much value to our show. You are truly appreciated. Sincerely, Dave. What do you think? <laughs> you like that? Yeah, that was you, really sweet. It was really sweet? I mean, what what... What possessed you to write that? that well, I was just feeling a lot of love and gratitude oh. towards you. Actually, I was just playing around with chat GPT. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's what it wrote. I said, write a, a note of appreciation for my uh, podcast partner, Angela, who's uh, thoughtful. I, I forget the adjectives I use. Well, I, I, I was going to say... Mm -hmm. It sounded a little robotic. Bullshit. You didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. It doesn't I, matter, telling, but did no, it but work? Did it work? Well, it, it, it affected me that you... you. Uh... No, this is... Here's the thing. It doesn't matter if you know. I, I said this to Diana. I said, I'm going to send you a love letter that the chat GPT is going to write. She's like, why are you telling me this? I said, because it's not going to make a difference. You're going to know that... It's it was you. written by artificial intelligence, but it's going to come from me and your unconscious is going to hear it as though it's from me. You're not going to know the difference. Your brain doesn't know the difference. Well, my brain, maybe it, <clears throat> maybe that's Unconscious, true. Unconsciously, you just received a note of appreciation from me and that's going to stay with you. Whether your rational mind is aware of it or not, like you still heard the words, they went in and it has an impact. It it did have an impact, and the way that you read it that was that was a problem, right? Oh, I, I mean, if you right. had uh, like, I'm curious. I gave it if away. You had, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll do better next time. <laughs> but I sent Diana a uh, good morning, Diana. I hope you had a wonderful night's sleep and are feeling refreshed and ready for a new day. As I wake up <laughs> and think about you, I'm filled with so much love and appreciation for you. You bring so much joy and beauty into my life. I am grateful for every moment we spend together. I hope today is a wonderful day for you and that you know how much I love and care about you. Have a great day, my love. Aww. This is just amazing. I'm just going to do this every day. Well, it's sweet that you're, even, that you're even considering doing that. So, That's true. Yeah. Outsourcing my love letters. <laughs> She's fine with it. She's like, I love it. I love this robot. <laughs> Falling in love with him. I'm going to make a video on, uh, based on, uh, I've asked it twice, like chat GPT, AI, why should I feel my feelings? And it's given me some good answers. So I'm going to make a video using the answers and then reveal at the end that it was uh, chat GPT. I mean, it's pretty, <laughs> it's a little, uh, it's pretty generic, right? But I think I could it's deliver also... it in a way that, um, I don't know, might make it work. We'll see. Well, it's a little disappointing. 
Why? What do you mean disappointing? It's at the end when it, you reveal that it's not from you. It's, it's you know, you kind of set it up and it's like, oh, wow. You know, and then you reveal this and mm -hmm. it's like, it's a little disappointing. I, I think maybe the way is to, to reveal up front, it's chat GPT. So you're, you're prepared for it, but then I read it in a good way. And then, uh, or you, or you read it. It's still going to, like I said, it's still going to impact you. Yeah, maybe. We like being complimented. We love it. I mean, you know, like I had to work to receive it. Why? I, I think it's, that's I your, think that's my thing. You know, you don't, you don't receive. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm really working to, to, to receive. Why don't you receive? Why don't you receive my compliments? Why do you reject my gifts? I reject chat GPTs, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, it's a thing I think to receive, uh, compliments you know what i i mean it's no i don't i receive them very well do you do not what are you talking about <laughs> no i've had to master it as a as an actor people coming up to you oh my god i love you oh my god you're like thank you very much thank you because i realized well i'll tell you where i think i am pretty good at it actually because i had to learn but there was a time uh after a workshop this was early on where uh, a woman came up to me and she was really excited and she just says, I want to tell you how like grateful I am. That was just amazing for me. And this thing happened and she was all excited and she was giving me all this love and appreciation. And I was feeling insecure about something I'd done or self-conscious and I kind of blew it off. Or I made a little comment that pushed it away. I forget exactly. But you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I diminished it. And I saw her face just drop. Mm. And I was like, I just hurt her. This oh. woman is opening her heart to me. Yeah. Giving me this gift. And I just can't receive it and say thank you so much. Because of my own shit, my own insecurity. And I'll never forget the look on her face. And it changed me forever. Mm. And not that I never do it, but uh, I do it a lot less, I think. I right. just, I just... Yeah, that's receive because it's not really about me it's about them in that moment mm -hmm. i just want to feel heard and received but you know we're well ahead no it is about you it's about both of you well yes no yeah and um i'm gonna write love letters to myself on chat gpt <laughs> that's a good idea yeah it's great just read them every day you're amazing. I'm so grateful for you. You're doing right. such great work. That would work. Is ChatGPT is that a an app? It's an AI writing tool. A writing tool, but can you download it on your phone? Like how how do you? I don't know. Probably it's. I get it on my computer. Oh okay. And uh, yeah, you sign up for an account. And you just start playing with it. People are doing all kinds of things. Wow. You can ask it to write contracts, agreements. Um. It'll write scripts, write wow. a script about, it'll write, uh, I mean, I think it writes papers, like, you know, write a, write about why Romeo and Juliet were destined to fail, you know, a thousand pages. I mean, this must it'll be, it'll write it. Kids must be using this. Or a thousand words. Kids are using this. Yeah. Janice Kidd, apparently. Yeah. Submitted his last right. essay with Chad oh, he GPT. Did. Oh. Yeah. According to her. Yeah. Of course. It's over. Mm -hmm. It's all over. People are freaking out. I mean, we didn't talk about the AI art controversy. 
No. Do we need to? Do you want to? I don't know. I'm kind of on the other side of it. People, it, it, I, I, I was very suspicious of the people. It's soulless. You see that it's soulless. I can tell the difference. It's like, no, you can't. You can't tell the difference. You wouldn't know the difference. They don't know the difference. Experts in classical music can't tell the difference between uh, human-created classical music and AI-generated classical music. They cannot tell the difference. And in off- often, in many cases, they prefer the AI version. And I'm sure that's also true of the art. So I think people are just scared. It is scary. Because the world is changing and people can feel it. They say like 40% of jobs are going to be obsolete in 10 years because of AI. It's a little scary. That is scary. Mm -hmm. So the thing that people were upset about was this new Lenza app. Is that Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Lenza. And that it's, it takes from all the artists. Mm -hmm. You're stealing other people's art. Yeah. And combining it in a way you have to upload your own, um, selfie, Mm -hmm. like 10 to 20 images. And then it creates these generated AI images using Mm -hmm. all the different kinds of art. And, um, I didn't really, I mean, I, I didn't really know about this this until I was having lunch with Diana. <clears throat> and she she told me about what what it was and what was ha- the controversy and I was like like I didn't really understand it like why it was such a big controversy and then I started seeing people post about it online. And people were very I mean very divided on this. <laughs> and so, you know, some people like you, you know, just like boldly, just like, you didn't even say anything really about it. It's like, here it is, you know, you, I was just, this is cool. I want to try it. That's it. I'm right. not, I, I didn't really feel the need for an explanation. It wasn't a political state. I didn't, it was just like, it's fun. This is fun. This is cool. And, and then, then people other people me that I was bad. Right. You're bad. You're one of those. You're being pulled in. Right. I'm like pulled in. Do you have an iPhone bra? Use Google? What are you talking about? Do you use filters on your phone? Yeah, you do. Then shut the fuck up. Well, some people don't. And they- Yes, they do. The whole the world is digital. If you're online, it's all AI. Algorithms are AI. There's no way out. Do you not use Google Maps? That's AI. Well, that's what I ultimately came to. These for people myself. are stupid, is what I'm trying to tell you. No, Sorry. that's <laughs> no, they're just fearful. But, but their arguments are ridiculous. Well, I mean, I heard both sides and I just, I mean, to me, it also looked like I wanted to try it. Yeah. And so I did. And you have to pay like five ninety nine for 200 images. Yeah. And so cheap. I did it and I was kind of disappointed. What do you mean you were disappointed? It was like, it was okay. It wasn't. I don't know. Yours were much better, I thought. Yours were great. Mm, well, not according to me. I, I, I thought they were okay. And th- so I did a second Yeah, how batch. was the second batch? second batch was worse. And so I was like, ugh. But I posted some online. I think you're just And then I, when I saw Diana, so mm-hmm. Diana had also done it. And she was... My I Diana. Guess, yeah, was not pleased, I guess, as much as... She had, I think, probably similar feelings, and then and then she did her own. She she used her own artistic gifts and enhanced 
right. hers, which I thought right. were beautiful. And I, and then she took some of mine and enhanced mine. And I like, those were amazing. Mm-hmm. You like them? Yeah. I love them. Well, there you go. So, you know, there was something, I think also about the, um, you know, she put her time and her energy into it, right. you know, like, like there was, there was a human component to it. What do you mean? It, the it people who created the AI fucking machine didn't put their time and energy into not it? A, Are you crazy? Well, Are into you the cra- app. No, into, no, no, yes. No. Not into me personally. I don't, not into, not into you personally, but what I'm saying, but this is the, the whole point of the argument. It's just like people all creativity and human soul. You don't think the people who invented this AI fucking Lenza app are creative geniuses yes, that they I'd... can figure that shit. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking okay. to all the fucking knuckleheads out there. <laughs> it's like, you don't think that that's soulful, that kind of technology? I mean, it's unfucking believable That's why these people don't like it because they're threatened by it. They're threatened by something they don't under- understand. They see that the world is changing. They th- see there's a whole group of people who understand in a way that they do not. And they're scared of what they're going to lose. They're scared they're going to they're become obsolete. And they're going to. Welcome to the world. Figure out how to change. Evolution is not survival of the fittest. It's survival of those who can adapt. Time to adapt, people. Don't bitch about it. This is what's happening. You don't like it. You judge it. Okay, judge reality. Suffer. This is what's happening. It's beautiful. It's amazing. That's what I say. But and, you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying, too. I, 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 I no, absolutely I understand what you're saying. I understand the emotionally what you're saying. I understand yeah, why emotionally it feels that for way. For me, and, and yes. other people might disagree. They might, like you, you might have liked the AI-generated art, you know, th- that they created for me better well, you posted than... posted yours on your uh, Instagram. You well, better than it. Diana's, right? Right. But, I mean, that, that one that she did, I was like, I was blown away. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. there, was, there was something about the human interaction component for me, personally. You, you don't know that. You don't know that. That's that's just could be confirmation bias. You might want to believe that. Maybe. Th- what What are you saying? That that's that. What What do you think it's is true for me then? I, well, you can't know what's true for you. You'd only you you'd have to do a blind test. What What I like. Yeah, you'd have to look at 50 images that were made by humans and 50 images that were made by AI that obviously were similar in in style, essentially. And you'd have to see if you could determine which was the human and which was the AI. Well, I know... What we know is people can't. So this idea that it's like, I can see that there's no soul in the art is complete fucking nonsense. Let me just say that there was was a picture that was generated from the AI. I saw it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it How at all. How do you know you didn't like it? How I you know, know you I didn't. didn't like I didn't even it post AI? it because you had like unconscious beliefs. No, it about didn't it. look like me at all. I didn't. I was mm-hmm. like, who is this person? But can you trust your your own uh, evaluation? Yes, of I it can. Because you might feel unconsciously no, threatened by it. No, no, I didn't like it. I, d- I know I didn't like it. You have to be open and to the possibility d- that you're, you're not seeing. This no, I, I. It doesn't matter. Like I, it, it's. I, I didn't like it. I understand. And so then Diana did. She redid it. I liked the 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 concept of it but i was like this person this this is not me and so then she did it and i was like i could see me in there mm-hmm. and i thought it was beautiful and right. I, it actually gave me a different experience of me like i was like right. oh i could see something 
of me that I hadn't seen before. Mm. And I thought that that was really beautiful and powerful. And But you don't, what I'm saying is, I understand that's your experience, but you don't actually know that that's true, right? Like you, you, you could be in some kind of confirmation bias. I just, I'm just saying that you have to be open to that possibility. I, I, I understand like what you'd, you'd have to see it through a, like a blind test, right? Where you didn't know who made what. Okay. But I will tell in you this case, in this particular case, this anecdotal case. Yeah. I understand. I can 100% guarantee. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Yes, oh, really? I can. Really? Yes. <laughs> have you read thinking fast and slow? Well, because I looked at the, the photo before and I didn't like it. You don't, but maybe, maybe, maybe you didn't like it. <laughs> I'm just saying. What are you saying? You have to, what, obviously what I'm saying, you can't understand, you can't, you can't tell, you can't admit or acknowledge that the possibility exists that it's, it, that you may not have liked it because you knew it was generated by the AI and that on some place that feels scary and weird to you. So some part of your brain might have decided that it didn't like it. I mean, I'm just saying that could be a possibility. I'm not saying that's what happened. Okay, that's a possibility. You, you understand what I I'm do understand. Makes sense. I do understand. However, there were other photos that were generated that I did like. Right. I just knew I I didn't like this one. I didn't post this one, and, and but I sent it, it to Diana. Diana right. Yeah, and and then she made yeah. it in no, a way great. that was. Diana's great. But that's not. Well, what's the, your point? My point is that that I do know there is a place in me that knows what I like, sure. and that her artistic gifts, whatever she put in into that, yeah, created it in such a way that I felt like this, this, there's there's something about this, and I'm not saying that that the AI couldn't do something like this. Yeah. I was just disappointed right. with what it did. And maybe there are other, you know, there, there will be, you know, obviously there will be updates, you know, and there'll be right. uh, improvements to this mm -hmm. that I look forward to seeing. All but right. this particular one, I was disappointed. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I'm sorry that you were disappointed. <laughs> I was not disappointed. I know. Yours... Yours were amazing, and I saw your uh, like your two hundred. Like, I mean, there were some that were a little weird. I also but, thought but yours were... were amazing. Well, that's. I mean, yes. I, I see. I, that's what I'm saying. I looked at yours and I thought they were great. I thought they were really interesting. I mean, w for seven bucks or six bucks, five ninety nine. I mean, you had an experience. Was it that experience worth the 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 six bucks? I, I mean, it, it was, I'm fascinated by it, and I, I liked your images. I mean, maybe you wanted something different. I understand. But they were interesting. It was interesting to see what they did with them. And some yeah. of them were really incredible. Yeah, they were. Yes, yes. Some of them were interesting. I mean, there maybe was a whole... Maybe it just presented you in a way that you're not comfortable with. I mean, there was a whole fairy series. Right, maybe, maybe <laughs> there's was... some place. This is not about the AI. It's about you. It's revealing some aspect of you that's disowned, that you that you don't want to confront and I am face about yourself. No, no, no. I'm I happy. That's what's going on No, I, I'm happy to own the fairy aspects mm -hmm. of myself, mm -hmm. but I don't like the fact that they look nothing like me. How about this woman who said the AI, uh, I don't know, it made her naked or... Showed some skin and she was like, it did it without my consent. I did not <laughs> consent to be naked. The AI stripped me down. 
I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> People are crazy. I couldn't tell if that was satire or not. Either way, it's awesome. Oh. None of us consent. You consented when you fucking uploaded your photos, psycho. <laughs> ah. How you doing over there? You're wearing a plaid shirt and a and a hat. <laughs> a toque, as we call them in Canada. Yeah. A, um a knit I cap. was not expecting to have to, to to come with this much energy on our podcast this morning. This this afternoon. Really? Why? Um, I don't know. I guess I should be prepared for it at this point, but I think I'm still in contraction from our workshop last week. Yeah, me too. Oh, and this is this is how your your contraction comes out. Yeah, annoyance, <laughs> aggravation. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I contract. I'm just I'm annoyed with everything. So I, ju- I just you know. Other people feel sad and we encourage people to just be with what's there. So I just, I'm just allow myself to experience my, uh, my annoyance. I yelled at Diana for not doing the laundry when I got home. Oh my God. It's a classic and the dishes. You yelled at her. Oh yeah. I mean, I didn't yell at her. I just said, like I walked in and the truth is. First of all, we had an, we, we're, you know, we I went through a process. I appreciate how bad you make yourself look, but okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I start and I'm going to walk it back. Okay. okay? Um, I'm that guy that yells at this woman when she doesn't do the laundry. I am that guy. And you know what? She deserved it. Okay. <laughs> this is what happens. Okay. Um, she, you know, we went through a whole thing where we were like, you know, figuring out the duties and, you know, all the stuff. And, uh, so she, you know, we agreed that she would do the laundry and I do other things and it's, it's all, we all agreed that it's fair. Um, and, uh, also when she does the laundry, it, uh, I don't know, turns me on. No. Oh. So she tends to get laid more when she does the laundry. <laughs> so there's, she's incentive, incentivized to do that because she likes getting laid by me because I'm spectacular in bed. You knew it. You know, obviously. Lucky, lucky you did, you lady. Did, you, did, you did get that feedback in our workshop. What? That's true. Good <laughs> in bed. They just, they just could feel it. Um, <laughs> where was I? Uh, so anyway, laundry. she had done a load of laundry and it was sitting there for the whole week unfolded in the bedroom um and when i got home in the workshop sunday it still wasn't folded and i was just annoyed i'd, I'd had enough it was something about it i got that i the house was still in kind of chaos and she she was kind of she gets lost in her own world this is this is part of it and she made that video during the week she got obsessed with the ai art thing I mean, that's all she wanted to talk about for three nights in a row. We were just jamming on it. And then she made what I thought was the definitive video, the, the best take that I saw on AIR. That's really good. It's amazing. Yeah. And I was blown away and I was so proud of her because, it's you know, it's scary for her to put herself out there, but she's doing it more and more and she's letting her voice come out and her writing is great mm-hmm. and she looks great and it's, it's, it's amazing. And what she had to say was incredible. Um, and very nuanced 
and very smart. Um, so, you know, she was a little bit lost in her creative process and wasn't too concerned with the laundry. But when I got home, you know, I'm annoyed. I'm in contraction. I was mm -hmm. just like said, uh, when I walked in the bedroom, I was like, are you going to fold this laundry or should I do it? A little, just a little bit of an edge. Right. And, uh, and she kind of came in and, you know, she's like, I'll, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And, uh, and then it just, you know, I don't know. We got into it. Um, cause obviously she wasn't happy about my attitude. <laughs> and so she got defensive and then, uh, yeah, we started, we started in, we got into a fight, which turned out to be really just about other things as all fights are. And it was really about, for me, each of us taking more responsibility in the relationship, like that if we're going to take this relationship seriously, which we are, because she's moving in officially January 1st. She's on the wow. lease. Oh. You know, we bought a couch and a chair. It's getting delivered. She wants to repaint. Like, shit's going down, right? And I feel, okay, time to step it up. Like, um, I've been on, not, not cruise control, but, uh, yeah, it's time for me to, like, just elevate the whole game build a business, you know, go for it, making more videos and doing all the things. So I feel that pressure, but also the responsibility of it. Like it's my duty, right? And I can feel this, this, this duty to my woman. Mm -hmm. And I was sort of like, it's your fucking duty to do the laundry. Like we have responsibilities. It's not about the laundry. It's about like, we have to meet each other's responsibilities. And it's, if I'm not doing my shit, call me the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like this, I want, this is what I want. Like we got to take care of our shit and we got to, and what happens with the laundry? Hold on, what the fuck is it? <laughs> what happens with the laundry? David, take care of your shit. Get this, this, this light is... thing. <laughs> exactly. No, you're right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It's like, dude, three times we've been working with this fucking light that doesn't work. Figure it out. That's correct. If you were to say that to me, that would be correct. So the point was for me, like, it feels like this place of chaos and I know you're doing your video and I know you get a little forgetful sometimes, but also we each have responsibilities in the relationship and we got to take care of it. We got to keep the house ordered. We got to, we each have to do these things if we want to have a really great relationship and want to have a really great life. So there's something about all that that came out like, and also like we need to step up our game, both of us, like let's, let's, you know, and so it came out not so nice, but then it got, I think ultimately to that place and, and it felt it felt good. Mm. And also, you know, she, I had, it's that compromise. Like you were saying last time, like you, you're not spatially aware. You zone into your thing and that's a beautiful thing. And, you know, can occasionally be difficult for people around you because you're not really aware of them. And that definitely happens with Diana. And at first I took it personally. Mm. I made it about me. Like she doesn't care about me and mm -hmm. I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of fights about that until I realized it wasn't about me. She's just like that. And she went and told her mother about it. And her mother said, you're exactly like your grandmother. That's exactly what she was like. So this mm -hmm. is some, you know, genetic family thing. So this is who she is. And she's not, it's not horrible, but she just zones out on a few things. So, you know, I have to accept that. I have to, I have to roll with that. I, you know, I can't put the same demands on her that it would some kind of type A Virgo, you know, hyper organized person, but she's pretty good. And so it's just like, okay, I got to roll with it and, you know, fold the laundry. Hmm.
Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all. And then I had to admit that, you know, yeah, I was in contraction and I don't know. It's It all goes back to me asking for what I need and, and I'm scared about, uh, you know, us getting closer and moving in. And so I think it was an expression of, of that, mm-hmm. of, of that fear mm-hmm. and feeling like I'm going to be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Right, because that, that's the story that I create in my mind. And then I go into this spiral where I can't trust. So I see the laundry. And then I when I get un, not done, and then I see her kind of being defended about it, even though in a way I'm right. It's like, you can't, it's, the laundry shouldn't be out for a fucking week, you know? The same way that it, the garbage shouldn't be out. You know, it's the same thing, right? Um, that said, my attitude about it was the problem. I could have said it in a, in a much gentler way. So she had every right to be defensive and to call me out and to push back. Um, but yeah, I would just feel like it triggers this place where I don't trust. Mm-hmm. And then I get caught in this spiral and I'm like, oh, she's going to move in. She's going to take advantage of me. She's not going to do anything. She says all this stuff. She doesn't really mean it. And I just spiral into be into I'm being used. Mm-hmm. Her love isn't real. And uh, but I was able to catch it uh, relatively quickly. Like mm-hmm. okay, I'm in this thing. It feels really real. It's probably not because mm-hmm. it's been really great. And that right now you're you're angry. You just did a workshop. You're holding a lot. Maybe you're not in reality. And so with this, I was overwhelmed, taken over by this feeling of not trusting, can't trust. So 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 my point is my experience, what I had to ultimately admit to her, what I came to is that when I came in and saw the laundry not done. I felt betrayed. Mm. Wow. Like, which makes no sense, obviously, mm-hmm. rationally. But that's that was the emotional experience that I was having in that moment. Mm-hmm. Right. So. It's so interesting because you had that same feeling. There was something similar in the lack of trust around the lunch. Um, like you, we, we. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I, I, it's true. You didn't trust that Diana was going to, she was, she, yeah, I freaked out about that too. She was, yeah, she, she was helping us uh, bring the lunch for the workshop yeah. and Ferd was going to bring the dinner, which was really sweet of I them. Trusted I trusted Ferd. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have trusted you. Oh my God. I wouldn't put you in charge of that for one second. Oh my God. Anyway, so, so, but I trusted her. I, I don't know. I just trusted her completely. Mm. And there was something about the trust that I think actually when you trust people, it does create like a kind of... I think it's because she's short. I don't trust short people. <laughs> I'm not short. You're not short. You're different. But in any case, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to ask you, like, did you... Do you think that your mother loved you? Did wow. you feel your mother's love? Not really. Yeah. I felt her need. 
Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I felt her love. I'm not saying she didn't love me. I'm just saying I'm not sure that I felt it. I think there was so much transference from her father dying when she was six. And then my dad being essentially emotionally absent as an alcoholic that she was, she was very young, alone. No man, no father, no you know, husband, but not really there. And unaware, of course, of any of this. All of the uh, unmet needs and any resentments that may have been there, completely unconscious, obviously, as they are in any 20-year-old, 22-year-old, 27-year-old. Uh, and I think a lot of that got transferred onto me. And I think I felt it. Mm-hmm. So there was that... that um, projection that transference that I felt so I, I wasn't felt mm-hmm. I wasn't seen mm-hmm. so if I'm not felt and seen how can I be loved mm-hmm. you know so yeah so you don't you probably don't trust it when it when it's actually there mm-hmm. I've trusted it I've had a few girlfriends that I really did trust their love. There's one in particular that I really trusted her. She was very sweet, very, I mean, I had all kinds of kind, sweet girlfriend, but this one, she broke through somehow. And so I have had the experience, but yeah, I don't, I don't trust. I don't trust. Mm. It's hard for me to trust. I mean, I'm trusting now with Diana. I do trust her. You trust that she loves you. I do. I do trust that she loves me. That she sees you. She sees me. I mean, does she see me perfectly? She sees me. I don't. I think. I don't think that's a thing. I don't think I see myself perfectly. Right. I mean, she probably sees me better than I see me, as is, is probably the case in every mm-hmm. relationship. But uh, I think she she is, she sees me. She appreciates me. She's open. She. I don't feel she has a real demand that I. Uh, be something that I'm not. She seems to be fascinated with uh, how I uh, unfold mm-hmm. over time to her. And uh, I feel that. That feels genuine. Mm-hmm. And I feel that way with her. Mm. The more I know her, the more I love her. I didn't, I definitely, I mean, I definitely didn't see her at the beginning. I mean, I'm seeing her much more clearly now, I think. But it's making me realize how much I didn't see her in the beginning and how much projection and transference was there. How much, you know, how how much I was out of reality. Mm. Same way as I just described my mother. With me. I mean, what you said that, you know, everyone... Like every relationship, the other person sees the person <clears throat> more than the person sees themselves. I don't think that's true. But when you do... You don't think that's true? No, I don't think... I know that's not true. It is true. It's not true. Wait, say it again. You said that in every relationship, the other mm-hmm. person sees you more than you see yourself. I don't think that that's true. 
Well, we know that Facebook sees you better than you see yourself. <laughs> okay, but I guess I'm just saying like, you <clears throat> Some know. Some the data suggests, but anyway, go ahead. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking like, I don't, I don't think that, that my mother knows me better than, than I know myself. I don't think that she saw, and I don't think that your mother saw you. No, but Ferd might. Ferd might, that might be, be able to predict your, predict your behavior better than you can. But do you think that's true in all relationships? Mm, I don't uh, maybe know. in healthy relationship, healthier relationships. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that. But we don't we don't see ourselves perfectly. No, know? no, for sure not. I just wanted to. I don't know. I wanted to just. I know what you're saying. I yes, there's aspects of ourselves that only we understand. But can you? I mean, this is a good question. Can you see the th- a thing in yourself without it being seen by another? Yeah, exactly. I in mean, other that's... words, does it have to be recognized by another to make it real inside yourself? Or can you hold on to that part of you in the face of no one else understanding it? Yes, exactly. Yes? That's... What do you mean, yes, can you? Or uh, Yes, I can. But also, like, that's that's the question. That's the question. I mean, it's very interesting that this is where you got to this week because I also had my own experience with laundry. What happened? <laughs> you didn't do the laundry? I mean, laundry and dishes <laughs> and the bed and the... Um, yeah, so I had an experience where, I mean, I was, you know, after our workshop, I was... Actually, I was super energized for like a day and Mm -hmm. I like it felt really good and I felt like empowered. I felt like it was it was a great, you know, it was a great group of people. It was like awesome workshop, but very intense, very, very intense. And the day after uh, the workshop, not the day after the day after the day after I, I was exhausted, like, like some exhaustion just came into my body and I still was, I had to, I, I was still working, you know, I was still doing stuff for us and doing stuff for my own stuff. And it was a lot, you know, and I like my, my place was, is a, it's still a mess, like just stuff on the floor and, you know, laundry and the dishes and, and Ferd was doing some of it, but not to my standard. And I still have not hired someone to help me with this. And I woke up one morning and also like my sleep, like I, 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 it was like all of my self-care just went like down the tubes. Like I I think you need to join Fortify Your Soul starting January 9th. (laughs) It sounds like you need it. So anyway, so I, I woke up like on Friday, Friday, was it Friday or Thursday morning, Thursday morning, I woke up and I just heard this statement inside of my head. I will not take care of myself. It was like, I will not take care of my needs. I will not get my needs met. It was a true lower self statement. Wow. Like, like, and I felt it in all like just when was this? What day? Thursday, Thursday. Thursday morning. It's Sunday today. Oh, it's Saturday today. It's yeah. A couple days ago. And it felt good to actually just own it. Like, 
you know, just that I won't, I won't take care. I won't go to sleep. I, I won't take care of my food. I won't exercise. Like it was just like everything. I would just feel like I won't drink enough water, like everything, all aspects of, of mm. myself. And so that night I had supervision and, um, I talked about the workshop and I talked about, it was more just the afterwards of the workshop and that I, and I said, I need help. And, uh, my supervisor said, yeah, okay. Let, you know, like he could tell, you know, he could see it in me. And, uh, I, I started to just go into the lower self part of myself. Like, no, I won't, I won't. And I just like, you know, really kind of energized it, but it was more that I was just in that aspect of myself. And he said this thing to me, he was like, he was like, no, Angela, you need to, you need to take care of yourself. You're too good to not. And I started like, I mean, I was, I was in a kind of place in myself. And so I started to cry, mm -hmm. but I didn't understand why I was crying. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand what he was saying. And I was like, wait, like, like I, I and I, I kept like trying to get a hold of myself. Like he, he was this like, is, this is the heart of your blind spot. Yeah. Well, exactly. And so he, and he said, he kept saying, he was like, you're too good. And I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. You know, like I need, <laughs> and like, and it was such I a weird thing. understand what right, you're saying. Right. But I really, in the place that I was in, yeah. in my lower self, I did not understand. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And I, but I, but I also really wanted to. So I wasn't so far gone that I, you know, didn't, I like refused to, to hear what he was saying. There was, there was another aspect of me that was crying. That mm -hmm. was like, right. oh, he sees me. He sees like something was being seen. And so I, you know, I just kept on going towards, you know, what is it? What's, what, what are you, what are you saying? And he explained to me like this part of myself that was not seen by my mother, you know, that the, the place in me that needed things was good, you mm -hmm. know, that was, was valuable. And, um, she didn't appreciate these parts of myself and that I made myself not matter. And, mm. and I made my needs not matter. Right. And I, I, when he said, when he said that I was, I just immediately thought of myself with my sister when we were really young, like maybe four and two, I was four, she was two. And I mean, from, starting from the very, I probably have said this before, but, but that, um, you know, my, my parents said, you know, my sister was my baby that she, she came in. It was, she was my baby for me to take care of her you know that's what you, what you said that no my parents told me that this is that my sister my younger oh. sister when she came in was it's like my, it was her baby my like they were you, you, yeah oh sorry yeah that's what i thought yeah it was yeah your baby yeah you, you said that she's my mom yes said to me yeah this is your baby oh yeah why would she say that because it's like, you know, this is your little sister. Take care, you know. Like, it's not your baby. 
That's weird. But, that's why I didn't understand. I thought right. you had said it. Like you were like compensating. It's like, that's my baby. No. But your mother, your mother told you that that was your baby. Yeah. Do you not think that's weird? Well, I didn't, I didn't know any different. It was, I didn't yeah, think it was weird as a kid. step outside it now. Yeah, of it's course. Just, just of demented. course. <laughs> I mean, at the time it was, it just felt like, oh, it felt so good. I had a, right. like, you know, I, I had, uh, um, a purpose. Yes. And it was my purpose to take care of this, this oh little baby. God. And so then in that place where I needed things, the things that I needed, I made a decision that I did not matter. What my, what I needed must have not mattered. And when my supervisor is sitting there saying that I matter and that, you know, that I'm too good to, to not take care of myself. I, that in that, in that part of me, I couldn't hear it because it would, it didn't make sense to the young part of me. Yeah. And so I started, like I, I could feel myself kind of going back and forth, but I really wanted to get it like, that this, this it's, it was really important. And like you said, I mean, it's interesting that you would say this is the heart of. Yeah. I've been telling you, you're a diva for a long time. Just own it. It's the same, it's the same thing. Like you diminish yourself. Mm. Like if you're a diva, you're, you, you're, you have to care for your gift. Right. Well, that's what, that's, that's so what you have to do. You, everything you're doing like a professional athlete or a performer, everything in your life is centered around caring for this gift, for this moment of performance. And everybody around you has to be in some way helping you with that. Mm-hmm. And to take yourself and your gift seriously enough to do that is, uh, it's an it's a deep act of self-love. Obviously, it can turn into, you know, narcissism and self-absorption very easily. Mm-hmm. But you have to do it. Yeah. And as soon as you start treating yourself that way and see yourself that way, what happens is the world begins to see you that way. And they start taking you more seriously and they start listening to the things that you're saying more carefully. And you come into deeper relationship. Again, it's easy (laughs) for it to become a, a cult for the ego to take hold, but just because the ego can grab on is is no reason to avoid avoid it entirely. Well, where the ego has taken hold of is that I don't right like these these gifts don't matter. These gifts don't matter. These parts of myself, there certain aspects of myself don't matter. Yeah, and I can use, I mean, it was like I can, you know, blame everyone around me for not. I can I can make all sorts of excuses mm-hmm. to to not take care of myself, yeah. you know, and to not take care of these these gifts. 
And so, but I'm in a position now, you know, I was thinking about how you, you, you've used the word leverage a lot, you know, like, I don't know, I, I guess I must have created this in some way where I feel like I don't have a choice now. Like if I want to do these workshops and do these trainings with Jana and do my work and keep putting myself out there in this way I, and, and have like, you know, some, some care for myself, mm-hmm. I have no choice. Like I have to take care of myself, like I have to. Yeah. Otherwise, I won't be able to do this. Yeah. Like I, I will burn out. Yeah. And I could feel that. And so I am. I'm, it's more than you have to. It's your responsibility. God gave you this gift. It's your responsibility to nurture it and use it. I don't know, something about responsibility, like. I don't like it. Yeah, who who wants responsibility, but. I don't know, for me, responsibility is, it, it's like, okay. I mean, I guess that's what we're doing, self-responsibility. Yeah. Well, in any case, mm-hmm. I put out the ad for a personal assistant <laughs> right yesterday and i got some people responding and it's good like i can feel <sighs> i'm going to get i'm going to get the help that i need to support my gifts like i i, I everything you just said is right on Well, you were brilliant in the workshop. Mm. Thank you. So were you. Thank you. And so was the group. They really were brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said that. Like, like this group. They were really smart. intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting group of people. Yeah, I love that workshop. Mm. What did you love about it? Well, the 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 risks that were taken, the places we went, mm. and the way they participated, and just the variety of people in the group. It was just it was a good mix, and uh, felt like everybody bought in, even though there was fear, and people were leaving. Not literally leaving, but sometimes they were leaving because it was scary. Mm -hmm. But they all ultimately stayed Mm -hmm. and got through it. And uh, yeah, there was some, I mean, (laughs) there was was some times I looked around the room, saw three or four people just looking at me like, what the fuck (laughs) is this? Like just just roll with it, bro. It's good. it's gonna make sense in a minute. I promise. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's hard to put into words what what this what this work is. Well, and I also felt our style. Yeah. I felt our unique approach. Somehow I I yeah, it was just something that we're doing that's unique, obviously. And we're very aligned in it, which feels good, and I think that's rare. So yeah, putting a name to that, I, yeah, it's hard. You, you sort of have to experience it, mm-hmm. but there's something we d- we're doing. I think it's very deep. This is harder than ayahuasca, right. one man said, who'd done hundreds of ayahuasca ceremonies. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's correct. It's scarier than ayahuasca. Yeah. Because you're con- you're totally you're totally conscious, and it's not just like okay, I'm going to go for this ride, surrender. You know, it's over in five hours. It's it's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's a lot more. You you're of choice. Mm-hmm. A lot more than you are. You know, ayahuasca. The choices. I mean, there's choices during the ceremony, but the the big choice is just drinking it, mm-hmm. and then go for the ride. I mean, we were scared too. We were scared. Well, there we both there was there was both the point where we were like, oh yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Well, I think, I think early on, I, th- I don't think this is. I I think early on it was hard to tell if they were with us. Mm-hmm. I think that first night, and yeah, that was a little scary because you don't. Know, obviously want to feel like you're with a group that's not with you mm-hmm. that's not bought in and I could feel my own hesitation or uncertainty about exactly how to reach them but uh yeah we came back the next morning and everything was great well I know now that when something when I'm in the place where I where I feel that much fear and I'm like I'm leaving and I don't want to be there and you know that it's that there's it's something that that it's probably something big's gonna come right and I know I know that because I've seen that happen with you many mm. times really what do you mean well I remember when we were doing I think I've talked about this the the HBO um right we were filming that there was a, this moment where you were like gone yeah and then right after that and you you shared it with the group and it was hard for you to come back mm-hmm. and then when you did there was a huge process that right that you you know that came right through you yeah and i felt like that, that was true for for both of us mm-hmm. you know in this workshop yeah. It's like there was thing there were things there was energy that came through us that was like I mean I had never experienced before like that, you know. So right. um it's good for me to remember. Well, people I mean we're talking in the abstraction. No, this is why it's it's hard. So I worry that it's boring, but <laughs> just to anchor it into something, what happens is that you and I will very often go into roles so we might play i might play somebody's tyrannical father or you might play their 
uh, borderline mother and will embody the energy of those people. And uh, because we've done so much work, we will bring it out uh, directly. But also we will say and embody the, the unconscious parts of it. So in other words, how it felt to the child. And each of us is completely willing to go all the way into it. Mm -hmm. And it's liberating to give yourself permission to go to these places. They're dark places. And obviously you're aware of what you're doing. We're, We're conscious of what we're doing. The room is conscious that we're conscious of what we're doing. They can feel us. Uh, nevertheless, that energy is coming through and it's disturbing mm-hmm. to people. Mm-hmm. And uh, because it's a, a, it's a little, their minds are blown in a way. It's like, well, they're nice, lovely, caring, heart-centered, you know, people. And they just embodied this complete psycho <laughs> that wanted to, you know, rip my head off. <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's a mind fuck. And it's like, well, yeah, that's inside all of us. Mm-hmm. That's inside you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't have shame about it because, you know, we've we've gone there over and over again and integrated those parts of ourselves. I'm not saying we don't have any shame left, but, um, and we're also aware of of how to use it in service of something. And uh, I think we're both really good at that. Mm-hmm. And we're both really good at doing that together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it's necessary, actually. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, for me to have gone where I went to, there, there was no way I would have done it like that, I don't think, if you weren't there. Right, of course, of course. And so, um, you know, there's a, there's a freedom in that, too. Yeah. That you're, I know that you're holding the space. Right, yeah. And so... Um, yeah, I want to, I want to talk about like what happened at the end for me there, like in one of the processes. Okay. Um, you'll let me know, like, I think we can talk about it. We, we will, let's talk about the confidentiality thing too (laughs) and what came from that. But, but yeah, in the last process that we did, I was embodying the the psychotic mother. Yeah. Or, the devouring mother, the narcissistic mother, the using her child to meet her needs, cruel, using the, the child to uh, punish the father. And I wouldn't stop. Like I wouldn't, right. like the energy inside of me, like I was going to like basically take down my son. Yeah. Yeah. And you were never going to let him go. Never. Never. And there was a point where you, as the father, stepped in and you had me pinned down to the floor. Mm-hmm. Like you had my, my shoulders pinned down with your arms. And I was trying to kick you. I was actually trying to kick you in the balls. But like, wow. You, <laughs> but you, you grabbed my legs. And so both of my, my knees were faced one way and you had my your 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 knee on top of me so i was completely pinned down i couldn't move yeah and there was 
you, I mean, you had me in a perfect position where I, I just, it was like on the edge of hurting me, but not hurting mm-hmm. me. It was, it was amazing actually. I mean, I thought about this, like, cause you didn't hurt me, mm-hmm. but there was no way that I could move like a- right. in any direction. And if well, I've I had a lot of women in that position, so <laughs> I have practice. So I, I knew when you were saying, like when you said you looked at me and I wouldn't look at you at first, but at the point where I realized I couldn't, um, I couldn't move to, to hurt you in any way. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to like send my psychopathic energy into you, like right. to kill you with my eyes, <clears throat> you know? And so I, I looked at you and I saw your killer and mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, you know, like this, like I hadn't, like I had never seen before in mm. you, Dave, mm. you mm-hmm. know, like looking and I, I, I saw, I saw your darkness and I saw, and then you said, I will kill you. Like you were, you, you'd said like, you know, stop mm-hmm. or I will kill you. Well, I was protecting the son. I was in the role of the yeah. father, the father that he never had coming in to protect the son and I wanted to, him to have that experience to see that you, you, well, you said, I will kill you. And then you said, and I will do the time. Right. And when well, I said something, I'm going to kill you. And you were like, I don't know you pushed back. Like there was a way that you oh. weren't believing it or you were oh. like, no, you're not like, like you're not going to kill me. You don't have the balls to kill me or something, you know, or something like that. I don't know what I did. Did I say something? Some, some, some version where you express doubt or you push back. And I said, I will kill you and I will fucking do the time. Yeah. And when you said that, everything in my body went limp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was. No, I meant it. I know. Well, I would have. And to I. To protect my son, I would kill you and do the time. I and would I. kill anyone and do the time to protect my son. And it, w- it was that that was required for that energy to leave. Right. And it was. It like it was amazing because it was very real in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, like this energy that was coming through me. But I, in that moment, when you said that, that's what, what was required. Yes. And then, and then you could feel me and you got off of me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I laid there for a long time. Yeah. And then at some point you, you reached your hand out to, to pick me up mm-hmm. and I stood up and I could feel that in that energy that, I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't help myself. Yeah. Like all, all of that insanity, like that, that kind of uncontrolled. Yeah. It was, I, I didn't have any agency over that. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then you said to the guy, as the father, Mm -hmm. the son, you said, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then I started to cry, and I said, "I'm sorry too." Mm-hmm. And and I had my I I was had my hands on your shoulder, yes. sort of indicating to him like she's with me, I've got her, and it was lovingly. Mm-hmm. I had my yeah, hands on your I, shoulder. I felt it wasn't uh, possessive, but you know, this is <laughs> this is my problem to deal with here, not yours, son. And and also to demonstrate to you, it's like, yeah, I, I I'm with you. And then you turned me, us both, mm-hmm. turned us around and walked walked away. Yeah. 
And, you know, all of this was in service to the son and this to, man. and to the, and mm-hmm. into this man and to this, into the group who was in the role of the son. Yeah. But yeah. It was his story. Right. But, you know, afterwards my process for myself mm-hmm. was like, <laughs> I mean, it was really, it, it was really deep, you know, for me. What happened? I mean, when I went home, I, I just, I had a big cry, you know, because I could feel that was my mother. Right. And that was the dad that I didn't have. Right. And that I really, I had a new kind of compassion for my mom in the place where I could feel that she couldn't help it right she had no container no container and oh sorry i mean it was such a you know embodied visceral experience of that you know to really understand the 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 helplessness of her you know in that position like there's no she is yeah there was just no way for her to control that at all and then also what is required on my end to contain you know like if if as the adult now right that energy comes to me i there has to be a place in me that i access that will kill and will do the time yeah and that that actually is an act of love. Yes. And that I like to understand that I'm not a bad person in that way. If I, if I, you know, if there's certain actions that I take that, that that's been the place for me to really work, you know, mm-hmm. to, because there's so many ways in which, you know, I can be made bad. Mm-hmm by this by my mother by mm-hmm. by this energy you yeah. know and you know it's what we we talked about in the workshop like you know you you know in in that role like could be seen as very bad and you as the white man right you know like bringing out that level of aggression well it's scary for people yeah yeah they don't they don't understand it right and I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm really, I really saw it. I really felt it in my body in a, in a new way. Um, and I was super grateful for it. And I, you know, so that there's some way that I am really contending with the part of myself that thinks that I'm bad mm-hmm. for not being more loving. You know, mm-hmm. I'm saying that in quotations, like gentle and <clears throat> sweet and, right. you know, in that kind of soft, loving way. But that really, you know, what I saw you do and what I saw him do, too, mm-hmm. as, um, that 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 was, you know, these were acts of love and like the, the level of aggression that's needed to contain this energy is love. It is love. What did you wrote something? What did you write? 
Love is not always nice, gentle, kind, sweet. It is ferocious, firm, unyielding, and we need to be able to access the darkest places in ourselves, our rage, our hatred, our deepest pain, our terror, in order to access that place of our deepest love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that now. Right. I saw it. I felt it. It's in me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't trust people that aren't in touch with their killer. Hmm. You have to be able to kill. You have to have it in you. And we all have it in us. You should have it in you. Someone comes into your house, wants to take what's yours, wants to hurt your children. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they're crazy. I don't give a fuck. It's our right to protect what's ours, protect our family, to protect our children. We should all be able to do that. That's right. It's just what it is. There's bad people out there. There's people who are deranged and possessed. We have to be able to protect ourselves. And, and we should know how. And we should have access to the energy that can do that. We should know ourselves there. It's important. And it can look in the form of a loving mother. Of course. Of course. It's not just, I don't know what your, you know, mind is, says is. Mad. It's in everyone. It's in every human, male and female. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of, lot of very sweet women out there. That when their kids are threatened, they turn into mama bears. Mm -hmm. And women have different strategies. They express their aggression in different ways, Mm -hmm. obviously, than men. But they should have access to it. Yeah. A lot of women express it passively. Yeah. Which is... Well, we make it bad. We make it wrong. We, we, we want to transcend it. Right. We should live in a world with no war. It's, uh, yeah, I, I guess we should, but we don't. So what are we going to do about it? I mean, this is the, I, what I had sympathy for Elon Musk. Because, you know, he banned these journalists. I mean, he brought them right back, most of them, I think. But it created all this controversy on Twitter. Um, people were upset. They, I guess, they posted his uh, his his flight logs or something, it, it, which is considered doxing. Posting somebody else's real time location is not allowed on Twitter. Real time, lo- real time location, right? So his real time location was in some private jet flying somewhere and people on Twitter were tracking it or saying, here's where you can find, which is like, I guess it's like, why are you fucking doing that? Mm. There's something a little sketch about it. And, uh, and I guess the day before he'd had this incident with somebody who looked a little Antifa like in a car and his child was there and they, I think they cut him off or something happened. There was an incident and he was upset. And so he's protecting his family. 
Like you could see he was in the state of I'm protecting my fucking family. Like there's a lot coming at me right now. And probably there's a lot of people would like me dead. I have a lot of power in this world and uh, I'm pushing up against a lot of power structures, governmental power structures, deep state shit. I'm exposing all kinds of deep state shit, CIA, FBI being involved in Twitter. I mean, he's taking a lot of fucking risks here. Mm. So, yeah. Assassination. I mean, it's something you think about if you're Elon Musk, like you're protected against it. So maybe he overreacted, but my point is, if you look at it from the place of him thinking, I'm protecting my family, then it's like, all bets are off, brah. Don't fuck with my family. I don't give a shit about free speech, terms of service, whatever the fuck. Like, back the fuck off. And I got power over you, and I'll use it. So know your fucking place. Behave yourself. You track my real-time location again, we're going to have a fucking problem. I mean, I don't know. It sounds reasonable to me. I understand he's a pos- in a position of power and responsibility. And he's made statements and maybe he's contradicting himself. And I, I, I certainly understand all the criticism and maybe he handled it badly. But from an emotional place, Now, the argument could be made the other way. People believe that Trump was an existential threat to the country. They believe that. Mm -hmm. They were terrified. So they had to ban him from Twitter. That was the right thing to do to protect Mm -hmm. the country. Mm -hmm. That's their thought process. Mm -hmm. Which is why there's war. Because everybody is totally invested emotionally in their point of view. Mm. And they're they're protecting, they feel like fundamentally they're protecting their lives, their tribe, the lives of their family. I mean, it's that deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's in us. We're primates. And so that's what's going on. And so there's no getting out of that. There's no transcending that. That's part of who we are. And so you have to embrace it. You have to know it inside yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to know your own darkness, your own capacity for whatever. And don't make it bad. Right. It's when you make it bad. I say this all the time. That's, That's when it's in the shadows. That's when it does the most harm. But if you're in touch with it, if it's integrated, you're probably going to use it only when necessary. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you have a choice. Yeah. And that's, you know, I try to model that in that workshop, in mm-hmm. that moment. And I, I think people saw the goodness, the rightness of it. I, I don't know what they thought. I mean, I think that the thing that really stood out to me, especially afterwards when I really thought about it, was the fact that you didn't hurt me. Like, you, you didn't hurt me physically. No, I didn't hurt you. No, and, and you, but you knew just in some way, I don't know if yeah. you knew it consciously, but you knew 
precisely where to have me. Yeah, of course. Where I couldn't, I couldn't do anything else. But if I moved anywhere, I would have hurt myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, that to me was, you know, kind of a, a sign of your consciousness. Right. Like you knew your own power. You knew where, just exactly how to use it. Right. Yeah. I just wanted you to submit. And to, oh, I wanted you to feel my strength and to feel the reality of, I have a hold of you. There's nothing you can do. Just give over. Mm-hmm. Just, you have to surrender to this mm-hmm. or you're going to suffer. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not here to hurt you, mm-hmm. but I will. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, there are a lot of people who don't know that part of themselves. And so they're afraid that they're going to hurt someone and they probably will, you know, if you don't know this part of yeah. yourself, then it's, then, then. That's why kids got to wrestle. It's right. very important for boys to wrestle. They, they have an instinct to wrestle, to fight, right? And that's how you find the found, find the boundaries. Mm. It's where you feel. That's why it's important for fathers to wrestle with their sons so they can feel like that's okay, that, that's too far, that's just right, that's, you know. Mm-hmm. So you can feel yourself there so you can know your own strengths. So you don't hurt somebody, but you can take it to the edge. Well, it's the same with bringing out your aggression. Right. Like yelling at somebody or mm-hmm. setting a boundary. You right. Know, that you, you have to know... You have to go over the, the line mm-hmm. to know where the line is. Right. And yeah. So that's what we're holding space for. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting to me, like the John Wayne, Clint Eastwood mythology. Like that's what those movies were all about. It was like the, the lone man, the single man who would come in and face the darkness. Hmm some bad guy or group of bad guys and nobody could deal with them. But they would come in and face them and bring them to justice. And But there was always a controversy around it. It's too much. You know, it's, it's, they're, they're too edgy. They got to calm down. Don't do it like that, right? Like, that energy is scary. Uh-huh, right, right. But it takes... The good guy has to be like as dark as the bad. He has to know his own darkness and his own capacity. He's got to meet the bad guy in that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the consciousness is what wins the day because the bad guy's not, he's unconscious. Right. Exactly. He's out of control. He's out of his mind. Right. So you got to meet him in that energy, the energy that could kill, mm-hmm. but with consciousness mm-hmm. and you'll, you'll defeat it every time. Mm-hmm. And no shame. There's no shame about it. And I don't know. Those movies are awesome. The Dirty Harry movies, movies, and and the whole all the Clint or John Wayne movies. There, a lot of them have that theme. That idea, that archetype. You're the John Wayne of core energetics. That's right. I am. I'm the John Wayne. <laughs> Of core energetics. I'll take it. Someone has to be. I just saw like 5%, maybe 10 of under 30 graduates of psychology, 
psychotherapy schools are men. Five to 10%, wow. something like that. It's all women. Which I get. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to go to therapy school where they're going to lecture me about toxic masculinity and the patriarchy and men are bad and they're going to pathologize it. Hmm. So. Should we talk about the confidentiality? Yeah, I just got a voice memo. Did you get those voice memos from Eli? No. Eli is somebody familiar with our work, has been to our workshops, and I know he wouldn't mind being mentioned. He would Hi, love Eli. It. Hi, Eli. <laughs> um, he uh, uh, left some voice memos, I think for both of us, that said uh, that I was right, basically. No, he just said it, it, it always <laughs> felt like a lie, or at least at the last workshop that I did, I said it, and he was, it kind of pinged in his mind. He's like, what? But you talk about it on the podcast. Like, he, you know, <laughs> talk about shit all the time. You're always talking about processes that happen. And I am too. And yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So he was in agreement uh, with the concept that, uh, that not, you know, that it's okay to talk about it. Well, we talked about it. So we, so in the last podcast, you brought up this process that, that, we had done in our in one of our workshops one of our, our first workshops you were involved in yeah you let somebody rape you right you you yeah and and then and we started talking about it and then you got nervous and uh well then you t- you talked about another process and then that's when i was like wait we're talking about very specific things yeah. like is this okay like right. I, I i i didn't want to do that because because of the way that we've set it up in workshops previously like no you know, we don't talk about other people's processes. You're not allowed to, you're only allowed to talk about your own experience. You're not allowed to talk about what you've seen in here, just what you experienced. That's what we would say. And you, do you had to have a, a different point of view? And you talked about that in, our, in yeah. the last podcast. And we said that we would bring it up in our workshop and yes. see what, where people were at with it. Mm-hmm. And um, we did. And, and everyone was totally fine. I mean, the way that you characterized, you know, like the way that you set it up in terms of how, yeah. you know, that, that there's something really good about talking about these processes without using names or yeah. maybe even... Well, I was just honest. Yeah. And, and everybody agreed with you. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a little surprising to me, <laughs> but also very freeing. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. you know. Um, and that everyone, you know, that they could, they, they, if they wanted to say that, please don't talk about me, don't talk about my process, don't talk about it. Yeah, we would respect that. That we would. And, um. But nobody did. Nobody did. And so there's, there is a freedom that I feel in being able to speak about. Yeah. This. And I, like, it feels like I feel the, the goodness of it. Yeah. Um, and, and I did talk to, uh, the person that we were referring to in the last Mm -hmm. podcast and, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure that that process that we did, number one, that it would be okay that we, we, we speak about it. Mm -hmm. 
because if he listens to these podcasts, I just wanted him to know, like, I just wanted to be clear that it was okay with him. Yeah. But also, you know, you've brought that process up several times with me, you know, like just in terms of how, how it went down. Yeah. And the fact that you brought it up again kind of gave me like, it was like, I think, I think I need to talk to, to, to this guy about Mm -hmm. what happened and how it affected him to see if it had some kind of negative impact on him. And so we had a conversation last night and he, um, it was a really, I mean, he's a very, uh, intelligent, brilliant, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, very thoughtful. And, yeah. Sensitive man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we could have, we could have a really in-depth conversation about it. And, at, you know, at the beginning of the conversation, I had this feeling like I had made some kind of dreadful mistake, you know, in talking about it. No, in, in doing that process right. and the way that it unfolded. But, you know, ultimately what we got to and, and the way that we spoke about, it, I mean, I'm, I actually am really grateful that you brought it up again because mm. it, like it, I really, it was good for me to have that conversation with him. And, uh, and he revealed some very, um, um, interesting and, um, just, uh, there was certain details about himself and the process that were really good for me to know, to make me come to the conclusion, make us both come to the conclusion that it wasn't a mistake. What, what happened? It was not a mistake. No. And, no. and, and, and in fact, you know, like there's something about for me, what I realize, and, and, and you kind of know this already, or you do know this about me, just like in the way that I work, it's sometimes I just, that's just where I go. I'm just yeah. following the energy yeah. it's, and it's, it's sometimes fast and it's sometimes mm-hmm. it, uh, intense mm-hmm. and, and it goes in, in a way that I don't, I don't know. I can't know how it's going to affect the person. But in this case, it was, it was positive. And I was really glad to know that mm. and, and transformative in a way that was um, like, you know, this was years ago and it still has had an impact on him. And I can and, imagine. And he was grateful for it. And, yeah. And I was grateful to know that, you know, to, to kind of take the, any, any lingering shame or like, like I did something wrong. Right. Out of of that place yeah so yeah well when anytime you're dealing with sexuality and and that kind of intensity and particularly aggression it's scary yeah and people have feelings about it obviously there's a lot of images and sexual trauma so well he said uh, it was like an initiation in some way of of being able to bring that energy out Mm-hmm. That he he didn't even realize, you know. I'm I'm sure I'm sure he was realized it was in him, but then to have it be welcome, right, by me was right, un, not not ever experienced before. It's one of the reasons that I understand uh, a lot of people get into porn for very uh, strange reasons. Uh, maybe motivated by trauma 
I know that's probably very common. I don't know the stats, but there is something incredible about people who are willing to have sex on camera in public and show themselves in that way. Like I, I do find that to be amazing. Like it's, it's, Hmm. it's, there's something, there's some service they're providing. Like people could, maybe it's dark. I don't know, but I, I, it, it's vulnerable. Imagine having sex on camera than putting it on the internet. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Wait, but are you comparing this to what we're doing? In some, well, on on some level, like what, what we're inviting people to do is bring out an aspect of their sexuality. In front of people. In front of people. Right. To be seen, to be witnessed. Uh All the things you do and say, you know, the darkness, the the shadowy impulses, the fantasies, whatever it is, all mm-hmm. of that stuff that maybe you bring it to your lover. Maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And we're inviting you to bring it in. We don't, it's not in every workshop, but if it comes up, we're inviting it to come into the room, mm-hmm. obviously in a way that's safe and contained mm-hmm. and intentional, mm-hmm. but we're inviting it. And I, I, you know, I've done it. And it's vulnerable. It's mm-hmm. the most vulnerable thing I've ever done in this work. Mm-hmm. I mean, killing my mother, killing was, was nothing mm-hmm. compared to playing out some some of my dark sexual fantasies and letting a whole room of people see it and mm-hmm. saying all the things. Mm-hmm. Right. And then having that lead you to your pain like the source of that what is that impulse that mm-hmm. wants to do that thing mm-hmm. like what's underneath that well some place that you got hurt some place you got traumatized something painful something scary and mm-hmm. then to let that be seen god that just reminded me of the process that i did when i was in school where we were basically constellating our sexual fantasy where you know we had we were in groups of three and people had to reenact your sexual fantasy basically and with who with anna uh i think it was kuno kuno or maybe maybe kuno yeah he's a dream guy i think yeah and and uh that time like all of my my, the the erotic part of my fantasy was about it being hidden so I was like just behind some mattress or something I I was completely hidden and I could just feel the excitement that I had in that place of just being like it was like dark and you know nobody could see and and so the thing about like having affairs or, you know, uh-huh, like it was, right. it, you know, it was just like a, all the hidden aspects of it. Right. And then when afterwards, when we shared about it, I, sh- I shared this thing, which felt at the time very shameful for me, you know, because I pretty much, you know, cheated on every boyfriend that I ever had, you know, and it was like really, you know, like it was a thing for me. And so what he said to me like literally changed my life and he said the healing for you Angela 
is going to be having your pleasure uh, in full view. Mm. And I was like, wow. Whoa. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> I saw you do it. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I. In a process. Remember that? Wait, what? With Anna Timmermans? Oh, yeah. Behind you? Right, yeah. Letting yeah, yeah. the whole room see your pleasure. Right. And you're like, is this okay? Is this okay? Uh, yeah. And yeah. I was like, enjoy it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> like, yeah, we know you did, Anna. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And there's a, there's a part of me that's a, a, not the voyeur, but the, what's the, what's the other? Like when you want to be seen. Yeah, exhibitionist. Exhibitionist, yeah. You're an exhibitionist? Yeah, there's Hmm. a part of me that's an exhibitionist. And to like Hmm. feel the goodness of that. Right. I'm more voyeur, but maybe I'm in, I don't, I mean. Oh, you're totally, uh, well, I mean, I don't know, sexually, but just. Exhibitionist? Yeah. Yeah, I could get into it. You'd like to be seen. Yeah, I could get into it. I could could definitely get into it. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's a good. It's a good edge. It's a good place to go. I like the way we handle sexuality and core energetics. I like. I like the approach. How 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 do we handle it? How the energy mm-hmm. of it? Like we don't. It's the same thing. We don't get into the story so much. We mm-hmm. use the story, the fantasy, the constellation to get to what's underneath it without right. shame. Yeah. It's like you allow it all. Okay. But we don't, we're like, cause I think in the kink community that there's a little attachment to the story, right? There's, there's, I mean, it's good. There's, they're liberating from shame, but is it getting to the thing that's underneath? What do you mean? Like what's, what's well, the kink stays in the kink. It's like, I have this thing that I want to do. I have this impulse and I feel shame about it. Um, and so kink gives you the space to be able to to do that thing. Without the shame. Without the shame, which right. is which is really important. And, and healing. I think that's good and uh-huh. healing. Yeah. And what's There's... with the kink? Why you got this kink? Mm-hmm. And is there something underneath it? Mm-hmm. And is there if that was if that was healed would there be a deeper level of pleasure that would be at- obtainable to you mm-hmm. right that's all yeah. that's the question it's and there's no pressure it's not a it's not a you know i don't people are into what they're into they're going to do what they do and but that's where i'm at mm-hmm. i want to get to the purest form of everything how much pleasure can you handle? How much? No, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> How much pleasure can I handle? Not enough. Uh-huh. That's a good question. Hmm. I mean, in the purest form of pleasure, it's the highest vibration. Right. And so, I mean, I think that's how I think of the work that we do. Like we're, we're building a container to hold as much pleasure as we possibly can. Right. As much pleasure. There's a video that I saw 
yesterday the art of ideas is that or the idea academy i don't know this guy makes amazing videos on youtube and this one was based on nietzsche's philosophy that we should pursue power Mm. not happiness pursue power uh and of course we think of power over others but that's not real power that's weakness he was essentially saying what we would call personal power and that's right you should try to make yourself as powerful as possible that's going to give you the most pleasure hmm. right so I'm, I'm so i'm that's where i'm orienting i want to make myself as powerful as possible want to be as powerful as I can possibly be. Hmm. Now, how do you define that? What's 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 yeah, exactly. genuine power? Yeah, well, it's like I'm integrated with myself. I'm I have no shame. You know, I move towards what I want. I'm open. I ask for what I need. I give my gifts fully. I don't hold back. I'm not controlled by what other people think of me. And I try to obtain the, the I go after the biggest goal I can possibly imagine. And I strive for it. I strive to have the a great impact and to touch as many people as I can, to give myself fully. That's power. Mm. Mm. And that's pleasure, I guess, is my point. Just deep pleasure in that. Feels good to feel powerful. It's a paradigm shift. The word mm-hmm. power is triggering for people, but when you reframe it that way, it's like, yeah, we should all be looking to obtain as much power as we can. Mm. Go for power. Make yourself powerful, strong. It's a, it's a nice invitation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just thinking about these words, you know. Yeah. Pleasure, power, love, you know, like that. That there's um, there's a there's a dark and a light aspect to all those sure. words. Sure. Sure. I mean, maybe on on the on the deepest or the highest level, it's all the same. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably true. But I'm reframing the word power for mm. myself. I mm-hmm. want power. Mm-hmm. I want as much power as I can possibly have. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to be able to hold and contain. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then I want to dominate all of you. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Maybe not. You can't help it. I can't help it. <laughs> I mean, that might be God's will. Right. Who might argue with God's will? If that's what wants to come through me. <laughs> the light and the dark. Okay, Angela, is that enough? 141. 141. I love that's, it. That's probably good. Yeah, it's good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.